Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Welcome to our 44th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and we've been on a beer kick lately, so we wanted to do another another beer. It's, uh, what is it, the Founders? It's the Founders All Day IPA. Yeah. And yeah. it's good. Yes, it's We've really had it good. at, I think the first time we ever had it was probably Old Chicago. Yeah, I think so, huh? It was on one of their rotators or something at uh-huh. some point, and... We love IPAs. Yeah. It's, it's a good one, man. It it's is. It's a really good one, so. Yeah. It was really good. I know, well, because we got a six-pack um, last week, and after we recorded the episode, we we had, we busted one of these out, and compared to the Rolling Rock it's, that we were having that before we dyed that. green, yeah. yeah. For St. Petty, we took Rolling Rock and dyed it green, because the, the lighter, the... Lighter beer Yeah, lighter, kind of worse beer do better with the dye. Than an a hoppy IPA or something. Yeah, and so like after having the Rolling Rock and then having this right after, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. <laughs> it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so Seth has his well, dumbass post of the week, which we actually got from one of our listeners. Yep, this Angie. Week. Let's put it on the page. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's the you know we, we've talked about of course the unhealthy relationship aspects. And things like that. But this one was, which one? It says, if you don't chase me while I'm fake leaving, I can't be with you. Um, And this really just kind of goes back to that mentality that you probably should have left in high school. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, if you're an adult, you shouldn't be in not just a romantic relationship, but any type of relationship like that where somebody acts like it's over just to see if you'll chase them. I mean, it's idiotic. I mean, it's you, you know, you shouldn't have time for that you shouldn't waste time on that and it should not be a part of your especially your relationship criteria i know of all yeah um so if you're one of those emotional roller coaster people that comes and goes and i mean you you on, on again off again relationships should only be probably from the ages of like 24 and younger <laughs> yeah i i'd agree with that <clears throat> after that it you're wasting everybody's time yeah i know that's so stupid. Like, and that it does it does sound like something that I don't know if I would have done in high school. Well, I had a girl tell me that one time. Or whatever. Well, I didn't really want to break up, but I want you know you didn't you didn't try to keep me. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Well, then why are you? Why did you try to? Yeah. Fake why break would up? you even do that? Yeah. I mean, that's ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. I'm not messing around with that crap, <laughs> and you shouldn't either. Yeah, so. that's stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, so this week we put a poll out um, to see what you guys wanted to to hear us talk about yeah. this week. It's a challenge to come up with topics every week. Mm-hmm. Um, we we initially sat down and came up with a whole bunch, mm-hmm. and we've worked through most of them. Some of them we've had to set aside, but um, with as busy as we are, specifically Monday through Friday doing other stuff, it's it's hard to sit down and focus and decide, you know a week before what you're going to talk about and and come up with. So it was kind of a nice way of it saying, well, let's, nice. let's think of a couple of different things and, uh-huh. and let everybody else decide. Yeah. Um, 
So I may take that lazy route again this next week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was nice, though, to... To actually, I don't know, hear, get, you know, more people involved mm-hmm. and, you know, and listen to what you guys are wanting to mm-hmm. listen to. And I'm sure that we'll do, because um, the, the poll was either jealousy or... Being friends with your ex. Yeah, being friends with your ex. And so jealousy won this week. But I'm sure at some point we, w- we will do the being friends with your ex episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that at some point because that was, both of these were on our kind of master list that we... Definitely wanted to talk about when we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we just kind of get to it. It's like, well, let's look and see what, what people may want to hear. And, and once again, we, we are completely open and appreciate topic suggestions. Yes. Um, this once again relevant to relationships. And I think we've been pretty clear on our... You should know by now where we fall on the fence with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to do a show ever about promoting swingers or anything like that so <laughs> within reason yeah uh, of what you know unless you are the counter argument and you want to hear our counter argument on it uh-huh you know feel free let us know so shoot an idea out there and and we've already gotten a couple and we will get to those it's just we have to kind of put them where we feel that they best yeah fall into what we want to talk about right and there's been other people that have reached out too that want to be on the show as mm-hmm. well and it's kind of hard for if you don't live here yeah that's not happening. Uh huh. Yeah. It just it the the setup and everything, and I know that a lot of people still do the the over the phone mm-hmm. or Skype type, um, you know. Yeah. That type of. Yeah, I mean, technology wise, we we could make it happen. Um, we 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 did this because we like talking to each other, <laughs> <laughs> and and we've talked about. And we've talked to a couple of, of couples about being on here mm-hmm. for very specific topics. Um, but once again, it, we, we have to decide how it fits into what we want to talk about and really the, the point or the advice or the conversation that we're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. So at some point we will have, we will have guests, mm-hmm. but it will be people that live near us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again... Thank you for for telling us or deciding what we wanted to do, mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. And again, it's jealousy. Um, I think that I mean I knew that we knew that in the beginning when we started the podcast that this was definitely a good topic that we wanted to discuss. And I think that we might. I think that we go against what everyone, a lot of people think too about jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But um, we honestly think that having a little bit of jealousy in your relationship isn't, a, isn't necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I, I came from a relationship where, from, from her perspective and her words, she was not jealous. And usually whenever you... A guy, excuse me, I got the hiccups now from the beer. Uh, when a guy's telling other guys, yeah, my wife's not jealous, she doesn't care. Most guys are like, oh, man, you're so lucky. But it's not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize that when they don't get upset and they don't get jealous and they don't, it, it all ends up kind of being a very good reflection of how little they care about other aspects of your relationship as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I've I've been in that relationship where some guys are like, Oh man, I wish I wish I had a wife that didn't care what I did. Yeah. 
and it's it's not that great. No. Um, and there's there's two complete polar opposites of somebody that just is lackadaisical and doesn't care at all what happens, and then the controlling saboteur <laughs> that you know will do whatever he or she can to manipulate the events or what's going on to ensure that you don't get to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of finding that, that I guess, middle ground of what, what is a healthy dose of jealousy? What does healthy jealousy look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and is, is it okay to have in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And, and realistically, whenever you talk about jealousy, people, I think tend to use jealousy to describe all kinds of different emotions or feelings or issues that they have in a relationship when on the, the surface of the definition of jealousy is, and I'm, I'm by no means quoting Webster's, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, you, you're envious of something that somebody else has. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, when we talk about it in relationships, that's, that's not, not really, really what we mean when we say, oh, I've got a jealous boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, your jealous boyfriend isn't, he's, a, not wanting what you have. And the only way that applies is if you say, I have a jealous ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Because he wants what the new guy now has. Yeah, that's true. I know. Yeah. But we tend to use that word jealous to describe all kinds of words. Uh-huh. When what, what we really mean when we say it, and just to kind of, I guess, set it up for our conversation today, is, is we, we mean that it applies to insecurities it applies to some trust issues it applies Mm -hmm. to what were some of the other things that we've talked about um Um, yeah i mean insecure feeling insecure and um like suspicious mm -hmm. even um mistrusting stuff like that yeah anxious Um, about things um uh can fall into there so so we really mean it in in that collective group of of those type of words and the behaviors that can be associated with those, which we'll look at as, as we kind of talk about this a little more. But what what we don't mean when we say jealous is controlling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we find that people, if, if you have the partner that's not jealous but is dealing with that jealous partner, they tend to lump the word jealous and controlling together. Uh-huh. Um, very closely behind or followed by trust. Yeah. But typically when somebody says, you need to stop being so jealous, uh-huh. what we really mean is, trust me, uh-huh. quit telling me what to do, and quit trying to control how I do things. Right. So it really kind of falls into all three words of what we mean. And so you need to be able to identify what jealousy means to your partner and, mm-hmm. and really what what's your jealousy mm-hmm. because it, it it can mean different things to different people mm-hmm. um you know even with us talking about it for us jealousy really does mean more of falls more on the insecure yeah. spectrum of the word uh-huh. not trust right and it's not the traditional meaning of being jealous of somebody having something that I want uh-huh. um, at all. It's, and, and we've really been ingrained our entire lives with that jealous is bad. I know. Yeah. Well, I know. I think that everybody tries to, to make you feel bad about being jealous. Mm-hmm. And you do end up feeling bad and you're, you, you feel stupid almost mm-hmm. like, Oh, why am I feeling this way? You know, right. like, 
it's so I know that uh, it's a bad thing to to feel this way, but I can't help it. I can't help the way I feel, you know, and and I don't think you I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing to to feel that way. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I I think that jealousy, it's not a good feeling, mm-hmm. that's for sure, but it's a normal feeling that well, Probably and, most everybody has. And and you can't tell your body and your mind to not feel something. Mm-hmm. You can tell it how to respond to it. Right. And you, you can you need to manage that type of emotion reasonably. Um but you you're right, you, you feel bad and guilty because it's not a good feeling. Nobody people that are jealous don't feel good when they are acting jealous. Mm-hmm. It's not this. And or even if they get their way. I mean, unless you're one of the controlling people. But if you get your yeah. way and well, you're Well, I think usually even if you're controlling, you, you, you're not happy. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you have to go down that path of fighting to get your way, you would have rather it been just a submissive mm-hmm. battle anyway. Not really. It's you, you spent so much energy and time into it. I think you should feel guilty mm-hmm. <laughs> when you get your way if you're doing it from a controlling manner. You should definitely feel guilty. But, uh, but I think that... You know, if, if you see something, your your eyes tell your brain what's going on, and then your brain tells the rest of your body how to react to it. Mm-hmm. And you either have a decision at that point to follow that and blow up or explode or keep it in check. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to retrain your, your eyes and your brain and your body to not have insecurities and jealous feelings. Mm-hmm. It's just who you are. I know. And, yeah. and most of the time, when the non-jealous partner is saying, you need to stop being so jealous, what they're really saying is, I want to do what I want to do without feeling bad about doing it. Yeah, I know. And they feel very defensive. Uh-huh. And they don't understand where the jealous one is coming from. Mm-hmm. I know. At all. Right. Um, and so that causes lots of problems too. Yeah. I think that when I, I, I've always felt jealous, like I, I've been always been kind of a jealous person, not <laughs> again, not like envy, envious type mm-hmm. thing, but like in, in my relationships, you know, if I, if I'm fully invested in you, I want you to be fully invested in me. Mm-hmm. And if you're out spending time with your friends and not wanting to spend time with me, it, it hurts my feelings. Right. And I want, I want your time and attention, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just how I've always been. Yeah. Well, and I think that that, that's where for, for a couple like us, I'm the exact same way. Mm -hmm. And that's why it works because I'm not going to ditch you to go do something else and you're not going to ditch me and people can, you know, people that don't get that, that's where the, oh, you guys are just stuck up each other's ass all the time. Well, and, I know. And you need space. Yeah, and, and that's what people say mm-hmm. is, that's the biggest thing is they, they always say that, um, you know, in order to have a healthy relationship, you need space. Yeah. And I don't think that, we don't think you necessarily need space. You just need to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And I mean, whether... You go either way. Yeah. We're not saying that one's better than the other. Yeah. But a lot of it really just falls completely on on your compatibility. Mm -hmm. If you have a jealous partner, 
that settles down with a non-jealous partner. Well, let me let me let me back that up a little bit. One of the things that happened to me in my previous relationship, and I I think I've probably talked about aspects of this on here before, was my we we hit a point where because of my employment that I had, I worked crazy odd hours in different days of the week on the weekends. So I had no social life. I, I had no friends. I, I had. Nobody to go grab a drink with. You had work. no opportunities. So to I even. had no opportunities for guys' night mm-hmm. or guys' trip or poker night or fantasy football. I had that opportunity did not exist in my realm. But my ex-wife had a normal Monday through Friday job and wanted social interactions after work and on the weekends and all that stuff, and I didn't. I wanted to spend time with her. I didn't want her to ditch me to go out and do these social events. And so initially, it was just kind of a, we hardly see each other during the week. When we have the stars aligned and we can see each other, you would rather go spend time with them. So it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. And then you don't really know how to process that. So then that starts to kind of eat away. And then you start to develop some anxious behaviors and you start to develop some trust issues mm-hmm. um, because your your feelings weren't, even if they were recognized and acknowledged, there was nothing done to satisfy that and there was no reassurance that happened on the back end before it was that. It was just, you're, you're just too controlling. You need to quit acting so jealous. I deserve this. And then poof, she would go do everything she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um but her solution was, I'm not going to stop doing what I want to do. You just need more friends. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I was looking for. I wanted, I wanted to spend time with her, not her friend's husbands. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that was what she tried to do. Was Well, let me introduce you to this guy. And then it was just guys that were just kind of forced to hang out together because the girls wanted to go do girls' night and, and you know drink wine and whatever <clears throat> those type of women do. Um, and that was not a fix. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a temporary solution. It was just something very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so when you have that type of scenario where you have, whether they're antisocial or because of their, their work or their schedule or their life in general, can't have those social interactions or they don't want those social interactions. If you have somebody that's there and you are little miss social butterfly all of a sudden, those two aren't going to connect. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some problems. Now, if both of you are social butterflies and you are that couple that you know that are kind of our exact opposite, mm-hmm. that you both have your own life away from one another, yeah. you both have plans with a lot of other people on a regular basis, you guys may take vacations separately from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's working and you aren't divorced and, and we can you know, go down the path of, of debate on what we think is better, but if that's quote-unquote working for you, then that works for you. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. If you both are not jealous and you don't care how your partner spends their time with other people and you don't care that you guys are separated and you're not in counseling or therapy and you high-five each other every couple of days when you see each other, whatever, and it's working for you, then that's fine. Uh But once again... You have to be on the same page. You have to be on the same page. Yeah. And you can't force somebody to act in a way that they're not meant to be. And that goes on both sides. Mm -hmm. If you're that very jealous person and you married that social butterfly, you can't expect them to change just because you want to be antisocial. 
Yeah. You can't do that either. So it it works on both ends. Uh We're not defending just because we probably have jealous tendencies, or or we do. (laughs) Yeah, we We aren't defending the jealous people. Uh -uh. Um, No, we're not. It it works on the other side, too. Yeah. You you can't expect your your partner that's not jealous to all of a sudden, well, we we say that you can't control how you feel. You can't control their level of apathy either. Mm -hmm. If they don't feel jealous and they don't have problems with it, you're not going to be able to make them... And that's where you see people do stupid things like, well, what can I do to make them jealous? And then they start heading down oh this... Oh, gosh. This, that is really bad. This that's... bad path of <laughs> of testing that boundary. Uh-huh. Um, and that, of course, creates problems. I know. Yeah. Um, with with the, In the beginning of a relationship, like you might not feel... You might not feel jealous at first. And, and we were talking about earlier where... People can say, "Well, you weren't all, like that. You yeah, weren't like that before." Been yeah, we've all been there in some kind of relationship, even if you have to look back fifteen, twenty years, where at some point in time, your boyfriend or girlfriend said, "What happened? You uh-huh. you didn't act jealous when we first got together. Uh-huh. You you why are you all of a sudden acting jealous now? This this doesn't suit you, or or something like that. That negative term that your emotions and feelings that you are choosing to share." Mm-hmm. are now under attack because they haven't ever seen them before. Yeah, I know. And and it's because in the beginning of a relationship you may not you not, may not be fully invested at mm-hmm. first. And you know, as it progresses and you get closer and you want to spend more time with that person, you may you know, the moment that they do start wanting to hang out with their friends again, mm-hmm. you you might get those jealous feelings. Yeah. And the person, I think both people need to understand where the other person is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I, I think that, you know, if you, once again, I, I love analogies. Mm-hmm. If you go out and you get a used car, not even a piece of crap car, just a used car that, you know, has some dings and dents and needs a new paint job. And, you know, at some point in time, you're going to get it repainted. You don't really care if you come back from the store and somebody's dinged your door with, with, you know, their door or whatever, put a dent into it. Cause it's, it's new. There's still work that has to, it's not brand new. It's, it's beat up. It still needs some work. But if you get all those dents taken out and you polish that car and you get a new paint job on it and you put some new wheels on it and it's this pretty pristine, nice running machine, you tend to take more care of that vehicle. You're going to put it in the garage a little more. You're going to park away from the cars in the parking lot because you're a little more protective now because you've spent time and money and energy and resources into this thing that you are now proud to be a part of that you want to protect it from all those outside damages. And it's the same thing you do with a relationship. Initially, you don't have a real set of boundaries because you don't know. You guys are kind of on maybe on these very end of the spectrum and over time, you should be coming closer and closer and closer and closer together. But some person may get there faster mm-hmm. than the other partner. But once they feel that they have that that finely tuned relationship that's running smoothly, that has everything they want out of relationship, and those outside influences start to put dings in your doors, mm-hmm. that's when you become very overprotective. Yeah, But it's just because... You recognize the investment that you've made. Right. It's not that you changed. Uh-huh. 
it's not that you all of a sudden just care more. It's it's a it's a gradual build up to that point. Mm-hmm. And even as a person that is jealous, most of us are fully aware of of those behaviors, and we we are fully aware of. I mean, I mean, looking back to when we were very, very early on dating and you took that trip to Vegas with your family, mm-hmm. I wasn't, once again, I wasn't jealous, like, oh, I'm jealous that they're getting to do something I'm not. It was, A, I had a big sore spot for Vegas because of what my ex-wife yeah. did every year with Vegas. That's true. Um, so I had a little bit of Vegas PTSD, mm-hmm. I guess, but I was concerned Mm -hmm. but I didn't we were very new so I wasn't gonna say anything I wasn't gonna ask you to get out of it I wasn't gonna ask you to not do it I wasn't gonna you know blow your phone up the entire time you were gone because I I knew what those jealous words jealous behaviors and jealous questions look like Mm -hmm. and so I didn't want to go down that path Mm -hmm. well and because we are all trained yeah, to that you're not supposed to feel yeah, that, way, you know? uh-huh. that you're you're bad if you if you get jealous mm-hmm. um it, but i think that that was probably the best example that i could give from from our, our relationship. relationship because mm-hmm. after you returned i think we we really kind of escalated our, our relationship anyway mm-hmm. um but uh, I, I think early on you're you're not gonna say those things, and even as a jealous person, when you see it, you, I think most people would do what I do. It's like you're gonna keep it in check. You're not gonna say anything. I, I don't want to ruin this. Is it really worth getting in a fight? Because that's the last thing you want to do, especially in that type of scenario. Yeah. When you're gonna be separated physically, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is send one of your your partner off angry at you because to you Vegas. you blew up over your jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to Vegas. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you don't want to be like, all right, fine, bitch, have a good time, you know? You don't <laughs> yeah. want to do that because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you're going to just make it worse. And, well, and it's going to hurt yourself yeah, so bad. It's going to eat at you. Yeah, you're going to be <laughs> dry, it's gonna, you're gonna drive yourself nuts uh-huh. trying to figure out. And that was one of the, the big balances I had that was so painful to deal with when my ex would go to Vegas every year was I, I don't want to get in a massive fight before she leaves. I know that I'm going to just be... And I would be able to stick with it for a few days while she was gone. And then every year it was just like, fuck it. I ain't got anything to lose. She's not talking to me. She's not answering the phone. She's not communicating with me or my son. It's, this is awful. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. And if, if we're not going to talk, at least I'll know we're not talking because we're fighting. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. That's... And and so, you know, it, it's it's tough to keep those things in check sometimes. Uh-huh. I know. Um, and and a lot of times the one that's jealous is is the one that the fingers pointed at uh-huh. that you know this is your problem you need to control those I don't feel this way and it's all on you and but, and you shouldn't and, it and that's shouldn't, not the best way to handle it yeah either. it shouldn't be that way because you're both in the relationship together and you both need to you you and your partner need to understand that that's how you those are your feelings mm-hmm. and. If that person is, if you have, if you are with the jealous partner and you're not jealous, you need to try to, I guess, empathize with how it could feel. Mm-hmm. And maybe even, I don't know, because we like to always put ourselves in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was happening to me, how would I feel? And... 
that's tough to do when it comes to, to jealousy. These type of emotions, because if you don't have them, you don't have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are some people that just kind of close it off. I mean, I, I know some very laid back dudes that I'm like, how are you letting? And this sound this sounds controlling. Just what I'm about to say. <laughs> how are you letting your wife act like that? You know. Uh-huh. How do you not have, and, and letting is, is the wrong choice of words, but how are you not having a problem with the pictures that she posts on social media? Yeah. How are you not having a problem with the fact that she never wears her wedding ring? Uh-huh. How are you not having a problem with the fact that she has more guy friend followers commenting on her pictures than girls? Yeah. How, how does that not bother you? And And maybe it does bother them, but they feel so bad about... Saying something, I know that they don't. I think that is the biggest thing: is that people they they feel bad about saying something, so they just keep it keep it bottled in, Hmm. and that's not the right way to handle it either. But but I know there there are guys with that mentality that are like, well, she's not doing anything. It's not like they get a physically, and I've I've had guy friends that had you know. As, as long-term relationships as you can with, like, a stripper or something like that that was, like, well, it's just stripping. It's not – she's not sleeping with any of them. Yeah. And so some guys really just are completely able to disassociate, like, this one horrible bad behavior of actual physical sexual activity is the only off-limits area that I I care that my partner goes into or not. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that realm, eh, doesn't bother me. Yeah. And I think that's important to know. Uh-huh. I am not like that. Uh-huh. My bubble isn't that limited to, I really don't care as long as you just aren't having sex with somebody. <laughs> I know. It's anything around that ballpark, arena, sporting area, anything that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that you need to know, like that's why we started off the conversation with, what does your jealousy mean to you? Mm-hmm. What, what is your boundary? What is your limit? And, and you need to be comfortable expressing that Mm -hmm. and and not feel bad. Even if your partner tries to make you feel bad for that, you shouldn't. And and, and if you're the non-jealous person listening to this, I mean, what if your partner had a peanut allergy, you still wouldn't, I'm sorry, but you aren't allowed. That's your problem. Yeah. You're you're not allowed to buy peanut butter and have it in the house anymore. (laughs) Uh Plain and simple. I mean, you, you just can't do that. And and I know that may not be the best example, but it's very similar. Yeah. You can't just say, well, that's, that's your problem. This is how you, you, know, you were born with that. I've been eating peanut butter my entire life, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't have to stop doing that just because you can't have it. Uh-huh. You need to find yourself a partner that isn't allergic to peanuts. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. But it's the same thing with, with these type of emotions that will, you're jealous. That's your problem. I've never been jealous. I mean, uh-huh. you start putting those words in there, and you realize how asinine it sounds. Uh-huh. Um, and somebody that is jealous, be fully, fully aware that if you, if you're not jealous and your partner is, your non-jealous behavior is very hurtful to them because they look at their jealousy as a sign that they care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how they sometimes att- tend to associate their care and investment in the relationship is because they get protective or jealous of, of what's going on. Uh-huh. And if you don't do that, they're like, well, you just don't care. You don't give a shit about us at all. I know. And you may think that, well, on the surface, that's not a big deal. But if you start looking at other things, let's start adding things to that pot. You don't have sex with your partner. 
Uh-huh. And then you don't act jealous. And you start living your own life. I know. That, and that's what does where that those say things, to your yeah, partner? But how else is your partner supposed to take that message? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's there's more things that can add to this that can make it, you know, very damaging and and relationship ending. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's not acknowledged, if it's not addressed, if it's not resolved, mm-hmm. if it's not um, compromised, and and that's the other piece is when you have a very jealous partner and non jealous partner. They feel like both of them feel like it's a win lose situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That if I tell you I'm jealous and I don't want you to go out and take your girl's trip and I don't want you to go here and go there, and their 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 resolve is you don't do what they told you to do. So that's where you, the non jealous person, start saying, "Well, you're just controlling." Mm-hmm. And then you turn it into, "Well, if I don't do the stuff I want to do, that means they won." Yeah, I know. And they are controlling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have controlled me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if if you want to look at the very simplistic formula of somebody's jealous and somebody's not jealous and they say don't do this and you say well I'm going to do this, how do you create the win-win mm-hmm. situation? Can you still have a jealous partner and still go do the things you want to do where they may feel like they where where they don't feel like they lost. I don't know. Well, I think you can. I, I think that that's where the conversation and the reassuring and yeah. understanding where they're coming from and the continual as long as they are nurturing of it. Really trying, really trying to understand mm-hmm. it though, because otherwise, I don't. Like, I mean, like you said, because there's people that won't try to understand it though. Right. And I guess I think the biggest thing is to be upfront with your partner from the beginning mm-hmm. and to let them know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Don't don't let it don't bottle it up. Mm-hmm. It will come out at some <coughs> point and it's not going to be good. It's it's probably going to be a fight when it does come up later on. Mm-hmm. And then Oh, the, it'll definitely be a fight. Yeah, and then it'll be the conversation like how we said you, what happened to you? You used to not be like this. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and they've just been bottling up yeah, this the entire whole time, time or mm-hmm. or trying to figure out how to bring it up. Because once again, coming from the person that is jealous, you if you're acting cool and chill with it for the first year, you you fully recognize that if I say something now, I'm gonna look yeah. like I did change. But it's just. I was scared to say anything for the last year. Uh-huh. So I was trying to Because I didn't cool. want to look like that Yeah, and, crazy I, and I, think, I think jealous people are like, I was really trying to get used to it. Because you're told as a jealous person, deal with it. Get over it. Uh-huh. And, and so you're really trying to do that. Like, okay, well, maybe if I just keep putting myself in these situations where my partner's doing what they want to do and I'm jealous and I don't say anything, maybe at some point I really just won't care. And, and that's not how it works. No. You, you, you don't hit that point. You, you hit a boiling point, not a... no. And if they do hit a no-care point, that's bad. Well, that's what I was going to mention is... Because in my previous relationship, I started out... not Maybe not right away jealous, but I was I was a jealous... Like I said, I've always been a jealous person. But towards the end of our relationship, I, was, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I wasn't jealous. Yep. I wasn't jealous that there were girls dancing on him and... And stuff like that. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, you see those those older women, and 
and you like they you ask them and you're like aren't you like yeah doesn't that bother you yeah doesn't that bother you oh who cares like they want to take care of him that they're he's their problem and that's kind of how i ended up feeling with my ex and that like with me with you there's no if i was was dancing with some girls Uh -uh. that would be a problem no that would be a problem (laughs) i would that would not be yeah you know because and, and it's not that it's not that I don't trust you, mm-hmm. and of course I don't trust those bitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just I wouldn't want somebody else dancing with you or touching you or trying to make you feel any kind of way that I could be making you feel. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's where e- even a level of of. Um, Comfort, because I think when you when you talk about jealousy, pe- people tend to go towards this this kind of almost sexual side of it. Of if it's all has to do with sex or or the opportunity of sex or hooking up or whatever it is, but it can be other stuff as well. If you know, we've talked about the 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 big downside of of work husbands and work wives, mm-hmm. um, but that applies to this as well. Mm-hmm. If 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 your shoulder to cry on is not your partner, if you come home and tell your partner, "Oh, I was talking to, I was talking to to John at work today about everything that's going on with my family," and mm-hmm. your partner's gonna be, like, "Well, why why aren't you talking to me about that?" Yeah, or if you if they come home and and they're like, uh, they they maybe told you something earlier, but then. You're like, oh, I think I came up with a solution to your problem or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, John already told me. Oh, yeah. You know, the, this is how I should yep. handle it. So that's what I did. Yeah. like, oh. That, that confidant, that, that, that work coworker, And it doesn't have to actually be somebody from the opposite sex. I know. Um, right. But somebody that you're using to replace some kind of role that your partner feels that they should be feeling is going to create this type of jealousy behavior as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think people could kind of look at that and, and think, oh, yeah, I've been there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that's what tends to happen. Anytime you're, you're getting advice, you're getting guidance, you're getting um, support um, that you feel as a partner, you should be able to, be able to provide and somebody's doing that for you. There's, that's where the levels of insecurity fit. That's where you start questioning what you're doing and, well, I think that a lot of this starts off from this, you know, this over-encompassing meaning of the word jealousy that we've described. It, I don't know if I'd say very quickly, but it can progress to all of those other issues. Of, well, well I, it didn't start off with trust issues, but I've asked you 50 times to not do these things and you continue to do it. So, you know what? I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you anymore. And and then it comes into this. Or they this... tell you about something that happened when you did something that mm-hmm. you didn't want them to do. And then then you feel like, okay, I had reason. Yep. I knew that my feelings were right. Mm-hmm. And so now, you, because you did this, now this happened. And... Well, and, and, and that that's a really good point because I think that one of one of the big points of advice is that listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. And, and people have a really hard time distinguishing the difference between 
their mind and their eyes and their heart and their gut. But listening to your gut is usually a good way. But how that becomes a problem is really just what you said. Um, you know, with my ex, I would. It, it wasn't that I would want something bad to happen. It wasn't that I would want to hear a rumor. It wasn't that I would want to, you know, find out something that was going to put stress in our marriage. But there was a level of, ha, I told you so, mm-hmm. that would pop in my in my head whenever you know, she would take a trip and come back and be like, oh, there's there's this rumor started that I, I hooked up with this guy. And I'm like, this is why I told you not to go. This is why I told you not to do these things. And, and so I would look for that opportunity to... I'm surprised that she would even tell you that, though. That she would tell you that there was the rumor that started. Cause well, I think some of it was be to kind of cover her own rear end. We were in really? a very, very small town. We were friends with people she worked with, uh, and so uh-huh. there she she would have been really dumb to not say anything uh, because it probably would have made its way around. Uh-huh. Um, and that's how people get caught because they they don't think anybody's going to say anything. That's true. Yeah. So I think part of it was kind of her covering her own ass, or it was just to torture me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Gosh. Um, just to probably try to get me mad so I wouldn't want anything to do with her for a little while until I cooled off or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, There could have been too. more to it. I know. But uh, but, but I, I would kind of look for that opportunity to do the I told you so thing. Mm-hmm. But it didn't... I didn't feel any better about it. And there there wasn't any resolve. She didn't learn anything from it. It's not like... I guess at that point, my win-lose for me would have been, ha, I told you so, and her to say, you're right, I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what I wanted. Um, But that's not what ever happened. That's not what ever happened. And what she wanted was for me not, she really wanted me to be like, oh, have fun. Go do this. Don't don't worry about talking to me for two weeks. You just, you go do you. And, (laughs) you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I mean, that's really just kind of what she wanted me to do. Yeah, nice. and that wasn't happening either. <laughs> um, so when you're in the middle of it, it's it's very difficult to find the compromise because you're both in a battle to tug of war, mm-hmm. and so you really need to. And this once again, this is a side effect of immature relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, getting married that young, we hadn't developed the communication skills necessary to navigate those type of challenges Mm -hmm. when the solution would have been to sit down for her to listen, have an open mind and open ears and let me talk about what bothered me and then give her an opportunity to state her case rationally with a decent level of reassurance in her tone and her voice and to follow through with those reassurances Mm -hmm. in her actions. Yeah, I know. And that would have that would have fixed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Would I still have had some insecurities? Well, probably. Probably. But I probably wouldn't have been vocal about them. Mm-hmm. And it sure as sure as hell wouldn't ended up in fights that you know ruin the holidays every year. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have the we didn't have the skills we hadn't developed the skills to have that conversation because it immediately went to this I'm right, you're wrong from mm-hmm. both ends, and what do I need to do to make sure that I stay right? Mm-hmm. instead of what do I need to do to make sure that we're both happy? And, and that that's where a lot of couples fail to, fail to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're, you should be with someone that their happiness equals your happiness. Mm-hmm. 
And if their actions are equaling that they're happy all the time and you're not, there's something very wrong there. And same thing goes, if you're always getting your way and you're happy and they're not, something's wrong. Yeah. And that, that's not a sustainable relationship. No, it's not. Um, so if your partner does cave, if your social butterfly partner caves and says, well, I'm not going to do these things anymore that make you jealous because I care about this. And you're like, yeah, I got this. Now we're just stuck home with each other, not talking, watching Netflix all the time. And not having any conversations yeah, or the, anything in common. What's the solution there? Yeah. It's, uh, well, I think once again, it's, if you miss the foresight of how you should have been with another social butterfly and you chose not to, uh-huh. it's, it's the same solution for both sides. Have the conversation. You should still be able to do what you want to do in a trustworthy manner by being able to provide reassurance and the securities needed to your partner that's asking for those. Uh-huh. I think it's the, the solution is the same on either end. Yeah. The win-win is he or she that is feeling jealous no longer has these other causes for concern while you, you know, I, I guess live your life. And you get to live your life while not having to worry about the insecurities and issues that your partner has. Because mm-hmm. you should be concerned about those. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is a form of a cry for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're like, you know, I don't want you to do this, and, and I have a problem with this, and I'm going to call you and text you. and, and Because that, that's their way of trying to get some kind of reassurance that they matter. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's, it's not this... The, the person that's out there that's not jealous of doing what they want to do looks at it as this, oh my God, leave me alone. But you haven't done anything necessary to reassure them. I mean, you did this to your last partner mm-hmm. right at the very end of it. I did. You had already emotionally checked out. Uh-huh. And as clueless as he may have been on every other aspect of your relationship, he, he, he at least he recognized you were, you were checking out. Uh-huh. And so he started blowing you up mm-hmm. because you weren't paying attention to him. He didn't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. And you were changing. And once again, he was listening to his gut, and his gut was 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Because now, he asses with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So he had very good reason for concern. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. Um, and there wasn't well, a, and that's what, a and that's win-win what, in that situation. I know. And that's what changed was, you know, because in the beginning, like how I said, I was fully invested in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, it was just... Yeah, I'm nothing. done. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out. And done. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and then it, it flipped the reverse or the roles reversed and he was the one that actually Mm -hmm. cared and, and wanted to make the relationship work. And I didn't, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I think most of us have been on one side of that or the other, if not both where Mm -hmm. it's too little, too late. Mm -hmm. When, once they start to get invested, you, you've already made your mind up that you're, you're not invested anymore, Mm -hmm. especially if it's been a long-term relationship and you feel like you've spent the majority of the relationship trying to keep it going and you realize it's a dead end relationship. Once you check out, especially when you recognize or start pursuing the other options out there, there's no turning back. Mm -hmm. And if you do turn back, I would say nine times out of 10, it's temporary and it's still going to end up progressing away from one another in the first place. I know. Um, 
Well, that's, that's what why you happened see to me. So, yeah, and that's why you see so many people like try to work it out, uh-huh. and you just can't get past I it. Know. You know, one of you is already emotionally, physically, or mentally checked out of the situation, and and you know, you once again, just as you can't control how you feel about jealousy, you can't control how they feel about the relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can control how they react to it, and you can control how. How they feel to it. You can control your actions on how they feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't control them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, it's it, it's it's a tricky minefield of a scenario in relationships to navigate. Especially long-term invested relationships. Um, it, once again, if you're dating and you're dealing with this, just get out of there. Yeah. It, th- these are huge warning signs. You shouldn't... There's no responsibility for you to navigate that that crap at all just find somebody else that's on the same page as you yeah yes that's uh, again i think that's the most important part but i would caution if you are a free spirit and you're trying to find another free spirit chances are one of you is going to start drawing into the other one as time goes on and you're going to find the relationship and the two of you spending more time together more important than spending time apart. Mm-hmm. And that may not happen at the equal time. And you still may end up in the same situation. And that's where you hit the, you weren't like this. I chose to be with you because you had your group of friends and I, I had mine. And, and we could do things. We didn't have to be up each other's ass all the time. And, and that's what I liked about it. Why isn't it like that anymore? Uh-huh. And you're trying to take this huge positive of, well, I've invested in you. I love you. I want to be with you. I want to spend all my time with you. And you're basically saying none of that matters because I still want to live my own life. Mm-hmm. So just be single <laughs> <laughs> if that's what is more important to you. I know. Because chances are you're going you're gonna to find an equal free spirit. But, I mean, you don't, you don't see older couples that one of them's a free spirit. <laughs> Yeah, I think that... <laughs> when I say free spirit, I mean you live a completely separate life away from your partner. Yeah. But but I think that, you know, looking at how you becoming the jealous person need to keep that in check and be able to hopefully have the rational conversation with your partner about how upsetting it is to you when they act this way mm-hmm. is the key kind of... I don't know if I'd say kickoff point of the conversation, but that's really kind of the initial step. Um, because I, I don't think, even if we say you need to have it early on, I really just don't think people do. Because I don't think, I think people will typically do what we've talked about that like I did or, or we did where you've got some problems and stuff, but you're not going to say anything. I still think it's going to be down the road mm-hmm. that it's finally going to come out. But you, you can control how it comes out mm-hmm. and how you have that initial conversation. And then once again, if you're the one that's not jealous and you're trying to do this, you have to hear him out. You have to be reassuring. Do you think that someone that is not jealous can be, end up becoming jealous? Um, maybe. Once their I don't give a shit attitude wears off and their partner cheats on them. You think that's I bet the they only get way? Jealous then. You think that you don't think that maybe they could actually find somebody that you know, they really, truly love and... Well, I, I think that that can tend to happen if they find somebody that's equally not jealous as they are. The The, the problem with with these couples is the one that's not jealous 
is exhibiting completely different behaviors than the partner is that is jealous. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, in, in mature adults, the partner that's not jealous has a very, or that is jealous, I'm sorry, has a very good level of awareness of, I'm not going to do anything that I would get jealous if my partner did. Mm-hmm. And the other partner has the same mentality, but their boundary for jealousy is way different than what the other one is. Mm-hmm. And so the one that's not jealous, they aren't seeing their partner act the same way they are. But I think if they had a partner that was equally non-jealous, they did and reflected their behavior, they may start to get jealous. Mm-hmm. They may start to feel like they don't care about the relationship, that they they that the distance and the the uh, you know, apathy and, and all those things that they show that is mirroring their behavior may give them a better chance of reflection and, and say, well, I don't, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I'm used to somebody pining after me and reassuring me that they care about our relationship so much because they were jealous. Mm-hmm. And I have somebody that never says any of this stuff. When I say, hey, I'm going for a girls weekend in, in Aspen, they say, all right, cool. Have fun. Me and the fellas are going to go to Vegas. Yeah. Whoa. You're going to do what? You're not going to just sit around and wait for me to come back? Maybe that would do it. I uh-huh. don't know. Yeah, I know. Hmm. I don't know. I think that um, that people could... I think they could end up getting... Being jealous. And I think that it would take the a, a specific partner to, <laughs> to bring out the jealousy, I guess, yeah. in them. And I also think that the the stars almost have to align in every aspect of your relationship to to make sure that your jealousy is okay mm-hmm. that it's okay to be jealous right and you you know you have to have that you know the same partner that feels the exact same way you have to have the relationship that both of you are wanting to work at mm-hmm. equally and progress the same amount or, you know, I guess yeah, at the same speed, at the same. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and other than, because if you're not doing that, it's going to make it a little bit, it's going to make it a lot more tough for mm-hmm. things to completely work out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, pull, I'm pulling what you did too, because I, I had a I had a point I was trying to make in the middle of that, and now I can't remember where I was headed with it. But the uh, the the recognition of the differences of who's jealous and who's not, who's more jealous and who's not, is is just so detrimental to what we said in the beginning about being on the same page. Mm-hmm. That you know, I, I use the def- the example of firing on all on all cylinders and your engine of your relationship may look very different than our engine. Um, but it still may be a very reliable, functional engine mm-hmm. <laughs> that is keeping your relationship moving forward. So finding that, and a lot, a lot of what we talk about is, is relative. It, it's relative to what, what we go through. It's relative to our definition of what's acceptable behavior and what's unacceptable behavior. Um, it's relative to those that aren't putting in as, as much face time with one another as, as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these things can go unnoticed for quite some time. And, and then at some point in time, it just kind of raises its its ugly head. And, and you're really just caught off guard mm-hmm. with 
with what the what the heck is going on? Um, where did this come from? And and you're not from really both, sure from, from both from both people. sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. because you may you as a jealous person, you may feel like, oh, why am I feeling like this? You know, mm-hmm. I know that I trust her a hundred percent, and I know that she's not going to cheat on me or whatever, but I'm feeling this ugly, awful feeling. Mm -hmm. And then the other person on the other end is like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, and once again, what is your definition of wrong? Mm -hmm. Because it could be different than your partners. Um, You know, we've talked about the guy's night and the girl's night out. And if if your guy's night out with his buddies is, we're going to get together and drink beer over our fantasy football league, that's way different than you and six girls getting dressed to the nines and going out club hopping looking for attention. It's it's a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they do, they may be like, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. And you may sit there and say that it's the same thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It is very different. Um, and, and people don't want to want to admit that. They, mm-hmm. they don't want to, to kind of fess up to that. Well, because they're kind of fun is yeah. they're kind of fun and that's it's, what it's they like to do fun for them uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so but you have to you have to be respectful of your partner mm-hmm. yep yeah and one of the things that you 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 can see with the person that is jealous but maybe hasn't done the best job of vocalizing their jealousy because of of the insecurities they may feel over what your reaction would be is they may start to fabricate things to see if you would become jealous. Oh, I got I got hit on at the grocery store today. Oh my god! Or you know, I see it on Facebook. I'll see like a story that you're like, is that real? It's way too detailed <laughs> to be like this didn't happen to you. <laughs> you just said that so people would be like, oh wow, really? Um, how cool or, or whatever. But I think people can people can tend to do that with their partner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something they will never know or be any the wiser from. And and you're, when you do that stuff, you're looking for reaction. If if you come home and you want to tell your <clears throat> inattentive husband that the that the the new cashier at the grocery store was hitting on you, and he says, "Oh yeah, so you want to settle down with the cashier at the grocery store? Good luck with that life." That's not the answer you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You're wanting to hear him say, well, well, what? That's bullshit. You're, you're wanting them to react to the situation the same way that you, you would. would uh-huh. yeah. And they're not on the same page as you, and they're not going to react that way. Uh-huh. Um, well, and it, would, and it will feel... And don't do that. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. That, that's not a good way to handle it at all, because that's going to make you feel like your partner doesn't care at all. Right. And you have to understand... The the type of, I don't know, like, like you know, that love language mm-hmm. um, test or quiz or whatever that right. I was telling you about. You have to understand your partner's love language and how they are, how they talk to you and how they react to certain situations. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't do that. You can't just tell them the, the guy hit on me or whatever and then if they don't care then yeah it's gonna suck for you because you're gonna you're gonna feel like you you're not good enough for your partner even i thought i was very in tune with how much beer was in that bottle when i poured it and i thought i was gonna be able yeah, to thanks. split that in thanks half a lot <laughs> so 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely right on, on how they respond to that stuff, so... I don't know. I think that it's it's definitely a, a, a tricky situation that people find themselves in, and, and getting through it and getting on the other side unscathed is a challenge. But but I, I do think it's doable. I do think that, you know, as we said in the beginning, that, you know, healthy levels of, of jealousy are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, your partner that is jealous and shows those signs, it's 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 really out of a good place. As long yeah. as it's not controlling, yes. it is out of a good place. Uh-huh. Um, and they just may not really know how to how to get that message across, mm-hmm. especially if it's going unreciprocated from you. Well, and it becomes you get emotional about it, mm-hmm. you know? And a jealous person usually can get pretty emotional oh, yeah. about it. And and then you, the person doesn't want to really even listen because it's they don't think that they're being rational about right. it. Right. Yeah. Mhm. And, and it's and that, that that's a that's kind of a funny way you put it too because the it's an emotion that's causing all this. And so your reaction is an emotional reaction when it needs to be a rational conversation mm-hmm. to help your partner see through it because they aren't they aren't seeing it emotionally. Mm-hmm. They're only looking at from a rational perspective. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to see that and recognize it and have a conversation from that level. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to drag them into an emotional conversation because it's going to explode into counter-emotional tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, when rational is going to be a better chance for middle ground. Yeah, yes, definitely. Well, I think with the the in the beginning, the thing that we did right... <laughs> In our relationship was that we told each other in the beginning of our relationship mm-hmm. that we were jealous people. Yep. And being open from the very beginning about something is always the the yeah. best thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and we came into that to have that conversation based on how poorly we handled it. Mm-hmm. In our previous relationships, mm-hmm. once again, it was it was lessons learned yeah. from going down the wrong path, um, and, and understanding and recognizing where we really were and getting it out there as soon as possible. You know, on, on the flip side of that, I have seen very jealous couples mm-hmm. that continually torture one another. I know. Yeah, I don't know why that's just toxic. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. And I remember one specific where it was it was like a weekly thing. They were fighting. <laughs> what are you doing? The foam like got me. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where he would do something to make her super jealous, and then mm. she would retaliate. And it became this like almost one-upsmanship for, you know, she would dress as half-naked as possible to get oh hit on as much as possible. And, and you, you would see him like go out in like a group setting and he was angry on how she was dressing. Uh-huh. And so he would pay extra special attention to the cutest waitress. Oh, gosh. Um, and, and tip her and, and even do things like like bring it up. Like, hey, if, if you were with me, would you dress like that when we went out? You know, and just, but it was just this, con- and it's like, dude, you both are so jealous. So just say 
we're both jealous and agree to quit making each other so jealous. Yeah. You're, you are completely doing the opposite of defusing the situation. I mean, it was just constant gasoline on the fire um, all the time. And, and she would take it to that level of, you know, if he's sitting there flirting with the waitress, then she would flirt with one of the guys in the group. You know, Gosh. and then it would just kind of just, it was like, what, what's going to happen when you guys go home together tonight? It, maybe it worked for them. Maybe they went home and had this huge fight and had hot sex over the well, whole thing. Or they were like, or like, that was hot, you flirting with the yeah. waitress or, you know, I guess. Would something. you be into that? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're a brat. But you would just see them like just continually push each other's butt. I mean they they're divorced, so obviously it didn't work th- out. Yeah, this was not a good plan uh-huh. at all. <laughs> but, you know, they they just continually pushed each other's buttons of that jealous type of behavior. Yeah. And and they were both very defensive. They both thought that their own jealousy was justified differently than their partners. Mm-hmm. And then, but then at the same time, they would berate their other partner for being so jealous. And it's like, bitch, you did the exact same thing two weeks ago. <laughs> we saw it. Yeah. Why are you now doing this now? So, uh-huh. don't do that. No. It's okay. Once again, being that, and that was where they should have been able to be on the same page very easily. Yeah, that's weird. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, everybody's different, and everybody is gonna handle situations differently. It's just. At least try to learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. and <laughs> and just recognize what you're doing wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for today's episode. All right. Um, but as always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.